friends of NYC Podcast. It's me, Ifeyua. Our podcast is currently going on a little hiatus to work on some new content and plan for some wonderful guests for season three. So we decided to share an amazing interview we did with a friend of the podcast, Memco, back in January for her Dear Entrepreneurship series. We hope you listen and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Not Your African Cliché. Before we get into today's episode, though, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher, where we are Not Your African Cliché, as well as SoundCloud, where we are NYAC Podcast. Don't forget to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, we are Not Your African Cliché, Twitter, at NYAC Podcast, and Instagram, NYAC underscore podcast. You can also email us at notyourafricancliche at gmail.com. Now, enjoy the rest of the episode. your host Memko. I'd like them to introduce themselves. Hey guys, this is Amayo. Hey lovers, this is Ifeyua <laughs> here reporting live from Michigan. Hey guys, this is Ife uh, speaking from London. London, UK as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finished. Wow. Hey guys, this is Omeka aka Yuka. Oh, Wrapping my headscarf and coming through from Indiana. Um, so why not your African cliche? I wanted the top the podcast to revolve around African topics, topics about the continent, but at the same time keeping in mind that there's so many inaccurate and inconclusive, you know, ideas about our continent. So I so those were kind of the the themes that were in my head when I spoke with Tanyeka, spoke with Ife, spoke with Tamayo, like we were all on the same page. And, you know, we wanted our name to reflect that, but we also wanted our the name of our podcast to be um, not, like, shy. We wanted it to make a bold statement. We wanted it to, like, stand out. Yeah, so we wanted, yeah, so the name, not your African cliche, I don't, I think we tried different variations of that, and I don't know the other options that we considered, but not your African cliche was very, it does was a very confident name, yes. it was a confident name, it said a lot, yes. um, once you hear, you so, you know, we, I know what this podcast, yeah. I know a little bit of what to expect from this podcast, so that's why I said, yeah. it's made a statement, because it's a statement, like having that kind of unique name. Is a statement, but it also sends out a message in one. Yeah. So that's awesome. And I think another another thing is that when when we're because we at the time we we're brainstorming names and you know the direction we wanted the podcast to take, we were also brainstorming like our first episode. And the funny thing uh-huh. is that our first episode was very like was is really what our podcast is about because like we mm-hmm. straight out the gates we talked about stereotypes of our Africa and you know mm-hmm. dispel them and basically we felt very strongly about us telling our own stories and you know putting being the architects of our own images and not mm-hmm. not letting other people project onto us what they think Africa is or what they think Africa should be or whatever so definitely like um Yes. Then, um, like, it wasn't a, it was a name that we wanted to be bold and make a statement, but we also had some trepidation because we're like, okay, we're saying not your African cliche, but we're all four Nigerian women. Uh-huh. And we're like, hmm, should we really call this? So there was, there was definitely, it wasn't like something we said, ooh, fantastic idea, let's run with it. There was, there was some thoughts into it in, in terms of, because, like, I, I felt, I, 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 um, I read one tweet around the time we we're doing this or around the time we we're starting it. And somebody was like, Oh, don't say African when you really mean Nigerian or Ghanaian. I was like, ouch. So like, uh-huh. you know, um, our name is not African cliche. And we try to like bring a, a wide like continental perspective. And we know we're limited because we're all Nigerians. Right. So we try to have like people from different 
African countries like on our show and to talk about their perspective. So we're, we're, we're trying to be more intentional about really reflecting the African in our name. I think with regards to like this is the style of our podcast, like it's just literally girls hanging out. It's a timed event where you and your girls are mm-hmm. talking. So just kind of like making people recognize the fact that like Africans are people too, you know? So like making us a little <laughs> more relatable, like, you know what I'm saying? Like making us relatable to like the same way you sit down and you can hang out with your girls and you guys can have this kind of conversation. There are many young African men and women who are having equally the same type of conversations too. I believe hearing people's stories is, is nice. Like it's pretty, it's cute. Um, but ultimately that's not what changes things. Like the actions are very important. So in as much as like, yes, I'm going to tell you, you know, very politely what I think about, you know, what you think about my continent. It's the same way where if I feel like there's a situation where the continent is being misrepresented, I will speak up. Um, and so I don't just wait to go and lash out on, um, you know, not your African cliche, but like I'll do it in that moment because like every, every moment is an opportunity for somebody to learn something. So I definitely think um, that yes, people hearing the stories is nice, but in, in the same vein, like when you're in an opportunity where you can um, change someone's uh, misconception about where you're from, then you should go ahead and do it. Because not everybody listens to NYC. I don't know why they wouldn't, but the reality <laughs> is not everybody does. So. I think just based on how we discuss on our experiences, mm-hmm. on like, you know, the guests that we bring, people get, to get, people get that real feel. They get to see, okay, there's this, there's that. You know, there's diversity, there's, you know, I mean, so even though, yes, we do have safaris, we also have skyscrapers, we also have universities, we also have, you know, so people get to see, like, the full picture, I guess. So it's not just us pointing out, pointing things out directly, it's also mm-hmm. from our conversation. And, mm-hmm. Letting people in on that. So let's um let's find out what sets the tone for your podcast, because, you know, like, to be honest, based on the people that we are, there's just no way that this whole thing does And like that, and also to be honest, like when you say formal, do you mean like scripted, or do you mean you know because like scripted podcasts take mm. a lot of like production work. Like there's a lot of you know you have to write, the, you have to do extensive research. Like where do we? Do a, we do research every week before we, you know, on the on the topic we select. Well, but there's like for scripted podcasts, there's infinitely like more work and to and like you know, mm-hmm. none of us is doing this for full <laughs> time. This is a labor of love. This is like you know something we did we're doing because we're passionate about. So like we had to kind of find a format and a structure that allowed us you know do meaningful work, but also. In a on a scale that, or in a format that that let us like do the work because yeah. If you're starting your own podcast, you have to figure out for yourself or yourselves like what style you want to go with because you could go the more formal style. That's what you're going for. Mm-hmm. But I think our podcast was definitely like organic and just touching what Amaya said. Like it's true, you know, because of our personalities and we're friends, we can't like. <laughs> There's no way, like, as friends having a conversation, like, we can be super formal, um, even if it was scripted, you know, even if it was scripted. I think our personalities are so dynamic that even with, you know, just, yeah, our personalities, but also, like, this style was kind of organic. It's what happened the first episode, and we kind of roll with it. But like Ife said, that doesn't mean, because it's not super formal, that doesn't mean there isn't a framework that there isn't, you know, research that went into it. It's just that this was a style that happened organically and we like it and we stuck with it. So it depends on what you're going for and what you want. Yeah. Awesome. You guys kind of answered the next, it was actually the second question, but I moved it. But the second question was meant to be what goes into recording every episode. (laughs) I don't know if people recognize this, but like we're all in, well, most of us are in a different continent. So, like, managing time zones, managing, like, events that come up, commitments, like, so the grace of God. And then when we add a guest, hey, look, it's like an extra layer of, like, much. Um, So, yeah, my question would be, like, the grace of, it takes the grace of God for NYSC podcast to be. 
So um, when we, uh, you know, we select a topic and what we do is that everybody, we rotate, um, everybody has a topic each week and we kind of, you know, the person who owns us comes up with the, to- with the topic, then does the research and posts, you know, reading material for the rest of us to read and like questions to think about. So that guides the mm-hmm. episode. And it's definitely been, you know, um, refined as we go along. So when we first started, we figured out that oh, because we because we're not physically in the same place, we have to we don't have physical cues in terms mm-hmm. of when everybody's talking. Like you can see when somebody's about to talk, or you can see you know. So we had to figure out a way and say, okay, guys, let people finish their thoughts. Don't interrupt so that it'll be easier for like when we're editing. So you know, make, uh, allowing people finish their thoughts and try to keep interruptions to interruptions to a minimum. And also, then we discovered okay, people there are four of us. People don't necessarily know our voices by now. You know, it's like how many episodes in? So we figured that every time we're speaking, we introduce ourselves. So different things like that kind of go into refining then when we first started recording we recorded via google hangout and we basically just like downloaded the the hangouts and edited that so then if anyone was like ah our, our, our audio quality will be much better if we individually record mm-hmm. our ends then during editing we sync up the tracks and um and edit them so it's it's definitely been a been a continuous work in progress and yeah was it you know continuous refinement mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if it's, it might be too much information but a lot of work goes into <laughs> into this part like in addition to what Ife said and that's just like giving surface like you don't with that's not even taking into consideration like technical mm-hmm. technical stuff um and also like post-production like what happens after we record you know so and also the work that goes into coming up with topics and like planning those out and inviting guests and you know what happens if somebody's recording is like too loud or noisy and so there's just a lot that goes into making a podcast and when we first started it's something we couldn't have really imagined but I, I can I hope I can speak for us all when I say we're in it to win it we're in it for the long run. <laughs> <laughs> to win it definitely because you know i'm pretty sure you guys consider yourself entrepreneurs by now i mean it's, it's a labor of love this this, <laughs> this is definitely you know entrepreneurship for women living in different mm-hmm. cities different times mm-hmm. coming together sacrificing their time you know every time you guys record an episode like that is definitely mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. so <laughs> My heart is beating a little faster. Oh God! Not this one. Is that going to be a little, a little clap now? Like <laughs> from the entrepreneurship standpoint, because you know we're we're doing this, you know, talking to young entrepreneurs, like other people that have ideas, even though they are different from you guys' idea of a podcast. Um, some of them don't know how to start people that would like to, you know, gather a team together, they don't even know how to get people, you know, to be on board their idea. I mean, if anyone told us, you know, she knew, you know, the remaining communities and reached out to them. So maybe you could shed light on that process of growing as an entrepreneur and um, basically like, you know, starting up those pains as a startup business. Hmm. You know, if you guys don't really... I don't know if you guys like really consider yourselves like entrepreneurs. If you say it out, but you are entrepreneurs. Um, I don't think I'd necessarily consider us entrepreneurs or consider myself an, an entrepreneur with this project okay. because we're not making. When I think entrepreneurship, I think like a business that makes money or with the aim of making money. Like that's not our first goal for this. Our first go- are like not mine. I, I I wouldn't want to speak for the other ladies. Like you know, if money comes from it, then that's great. Mm-hmm. Right. But oh. it's just it's <laughs> it's just look. We you know storytelling, like we described, mm-hmm. having our voices out there. Um, but what I'd say is that as a side project, so I'll call this like a you know a labor of love side project. Um, mm-hmm. And 
And um, sorry, I forgot what the question was. Wow, entrepreneurship, <laughs> the pain. <laughs> so the pain. Okay, well, okay. So growing pains, yeah. Yeah, growing pains, basically. You know, whether you guys mm-hmm. consider yourself entrepreneurs or not, it's, it's <clears> the same. Growing pains that everybody goes through when you're starting up something, whether it's yeah. a project, side hustle, or like a full-on business. So yeah. mm-hmm. shed more light on how that journey has been and you know where you are now, just to encourage like someone out there that's like, oh, I have this idea sitting in my house. I don't know how to start. Just like, how did you guys start? And hmm. looking back from then, you know, even if you were like, all the times you probably thought of starting this idea, like looking back from then and when you find yeah. like how have things changed and, you know. And like, if anyone really has been the glue, she, you know, as she said, she, she knows each of us um, like kind of separately and brought us all together. And she really, like I had been thinking about a podcast, but hadn't like really done anything about it. Then she was like, I've been thinking about it. I was like, me too. And she was really the galvanizing person. I said, okay, we're having these thoughts. Let's do something about it. Like, let's not just be having thoughts and be having thoughts and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing comes, nothing comes from the thoughts. So she really was the, like, person who pushed us and like okay let's talk about names let's talk about like plan you know so what i'd say is that if have like be a doer mm-hmm. essentially like just just do just do or if you are planning on doing something with somebody like one of you has to be like so you are doers, yeah. but like you know There'll be somebody who has the vision. There'll be you know, people who are like workers and do you know act on the vision and you know maintain the vision and all of those things. But like, essentially, ideas are a dime a dozen. It is the uh-huh. implementation and the doing that matters. Okay. I think two things. One, I'm definitely going off of what you first said. Like, I definitely believe that there's a time to sit down and ask yourself critical questions, like what business am I trying to, to run or what ideal project, you know, am I going to be working on? Um, who am I trying to appeal to? And then there's the, how do I go about doing that? I think very often people like stop in the idea phase and like, they never actually go into like doing. And so that could be just because like, you are not physically like an implementer. Like if I said, there are people who have the vision and the people who like implement. So if that means like, partnering up with somebody who would be the one to like implement or finding a group of friends who um, don't mind encouraging you and pushing you. I mean, I know for a lot of my friends, like I'm the like, okay, so how do we go from point A to point B? You know, so finding those, those kind of people um, and implementing that. The second thing um, I would say is no one is going to believe in what you're doing except you believe in yourself. So if that means like buying mics and buying better headphones or investing in a new laptop or um, buying a software, like whatever it is, like if you don't believe that what you're doing is good enough for you to invest in, don't think it's good enough for anybody else to invest in it. You know, you, it's it's one of those things, it's all a balance, right? You know, it's like you can ha- you can be a doer, but Charlie, if your vision is not clear cut, man, you <laughs> just run yourself into the ground. Yeah. You know, because I know I know people like who are like that. Either they're type A or they're just doers, and they're always like moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're if you're just purely a doer, and like your vision isn't guiding you, you're not sticking to that vision, then you easily find yourself in the bush and wonder how you got off the <laughs> the paved <laughs> the paved road. <laughs> um, but then at the same time, if you have you know if you have the vision and you're not a doer, you will literally find yourself in the same spots as mm-hmm. you know you forever find yourself in point A and you just keep envisioning point B and never get to point B. Um, but at the same time too, there's also something to be said, like Oyeka said, to be said about believing in that vision because at the end of the day, the, yeah, the, because the other ingredient I'll say is that things take time. Mm. My God. Because like, you know, we started this podcast 2015, like November. I think that's when we released our first episode. But that that wasn't when the idea started. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea for the podcast didn't start in November of 2015. You know, the first episode came out November 2015, but the idea happened months before that. I don't really remember when. Um, but yeah, I had had the idea, and 
I needed to figure out women in my life who I knew had the time and the passion to get on board with me with this vision. Um, so that's the other thing. It's like find surrounding yourself with people who like recognize your vision and share that passion with you. Um, because, you know, if, and you know, people are different. So there's some people I knew in my life that I knew that would be great to co-host this podcast, but they had other things going on in their life that I knew that if they were to co-host this podcast, they would, they would let me down. <laughs> you know, not because they're bad, they're bad people, but they, they just have some commitment that I could see, you know, foresee just this podcast wouldn't be a priority to them. Mm-hmm. Is the point. So, like, as an entrepreneur, like, knowing the people in your life who your vision would be a priority to them and would be able to support you in that and even, like, come alongside you. Uh Um, And then the other thing, last thing I would say is passion. Because there's so many times, like, even when you're a doer and you have the vision, there are times when things will get hard, you know? Like, you know, the you know, from having the idea to actually executing it, like it takes time. And if you're not committed to it, if you're not passionate about it, like the vision, the idea will easily wither. Um, and even when you start it, because starting it is the first step, but continuing it is something else. So, you know, times get hard, you know, sometimes, you know, there will be times when like things are smooth sailing. And even then, if you're not passionate, you know, and committed to it, it could easily um, just end up in the bush. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my two cents, my two kobo. Two? I thought that was two. It was more than two. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more. No, I didn't There's want no her to lose her train of thought because I wanted to ask her, like, she said she conceived the idea, like, months before. So for someone else that's listening and saying, well, you know, you guys are saying just do, just do. You know, if anyone said she had the idea months before and it took a while mm-hmm. before she executed. So obviously there's no formula from idea to ex- execution, but how do, you, mm-hmm. how do you even like lengthen that gap? Or how do, how do you make sure that you're not falling into the idea category just because you're mm-hmm. find your idea before execution? There's this quote I was watching. It's coming up again, but Viola Davis is just queen, guys. Like, everything she says is truth. It's the Bible truth. But she was saying, like, sometimes, you know, you just have to do it even when you're afraid. So, like, you know, first of all, you have to figure out what's stopping you. Is it fear? You know, like, is it fear or is it, like, the fact that, yeah, this idea is not, it's not ready. You know, Mm -hmm. like, you're not... Because I knew, like, oh, I wanted to do the podcast and I wanted it to be centered around, you know, topics pertaining to Africa and just, like, be part of the landscape of thought and just, like, competing with these other inconclusive ideas people have. But at the same time, there are things that had to happen. Like, I needed to find co-hosts. Like, (laughs) you know, I needed to find out how do you make a podcast? Like, first of all, you know, how do you do that? What equipment do you need? So those were things that definitely factored into the time between idea and execution. It's like, what do I need to make this happen? Like, just because you haven't done it yet doesn't mean that um, it's not, it's not a weakness. It's not a sign that, you know, you're not doing anything. It's just like some, you know, truly things take time and starting a project, starting a business, that's part of it. So if the time between idea and execution is because, you're still, things have to happen behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good. But you have to check yourself and be like, is it fear that's making this time longer? Or is it because, like, I, there's still some materials and, like, things I need mm-hmm. to get this project off the ground? Um, but still, at the same time, it's, you know, everybody's story is different, you know? So at the same time, I don't, like, shame, some, not even shame, but, like, tell somebody, like, you know, you just have to. Because at the same time, you don't want, you don't want to, like, rush into something because like for example with this podcast like it's true everybody is starting their own podcast like it's becoming popular so that was the other thing it's like i just didn't want it to be oh just some other thing that would be rushed and put out there like that's the other thing you don't want to rush into something and just dive into something and you know have it be set up to fail from the beginning we shouldn't let our we shouldn't hold on to perfection, but at the same time, we do want to put something out there that is sustainable and will work. So, 
it's like asking yourself the reason why there's that time between idea and like ex- and project or the tangible tangible thing. It took a while to like fix that first date, guys. Am I wrong? Like before we figured out the dates, you know, there were so many things that happened, and I think we kept pushing it back or figuring out what works yeah. best, but. And, um, and it was a very steep learning curve too, because for mm-hmm. the, you know, the like you said, the post production, and we had to learn the editing mm-hmm. software, yeah, you know, and figure out it was it was very like that it was very frustrating and very hard. But now mm-hmm. you know it's easier now. Yeah, that yeah. First, <laughs> and it's in that first episode. Woof, Jesus, <laughs> was, yeah, it's it a while. Post-producing, right? The post-production. If, um, it's if anyone I so for the okay. first like think couple of ones I did it, and if anyone I was like, bruh, no, <laughs> because like it kept taking me, it kept taking me so long, and they're like, okay, mm-hmm. like you know, let's 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 divvy this up, and let's you know, I'll do so now we alternate. Okay. Um, the editing, yeah. But to go back to what if anyone was saying, I think you know, yes, all of what if anyone said, and you know, there is time between conceiving an idea and executing the idea. I think, yeah, and, you know, be gracious with yourself, be kind to yourself. And also, you know, every step you take towards conception, oh, sorry, towards execution is Mm -hmm. valid. So, you know, as you're working out the kinks in your head, you're, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, I found co-host check. I have found a theme check. Mm-hmm. I have the bare bones or details or you know instructions. I found instructions on how to start a podcast. Check so like every step you take towards that execution is important, and you are you know you're accomplishing something. So don't mm-hmm. diminish, don't hinge all of your worth on the execute mm-hmm. like the final execution alone. Mm-hmm. You know, each mm-hmm. step is needed and 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 is um important so yeah i agree with that like the concept of like setting achievable milestones and those milestones will have to be like huge but like it's a step so be true to the process i mean like enjoy every part of it some of it will suck like heck but yeah. it's all part of the process by the time you get it done you're like yeah i did that like i mm-hmm. i did that um but the thing i wanted to say though Back to the question yeah, I was sorry, I didn't before. forget you, I promise. I was going to say... We- Thank you so much. It's so kind. Um, was create a collaborative network. So that could mean people in your life currently who you know who do certain things. So as far as like, let's use the podcast, for example, like our intro music. Like, okay, how we, who do we know that kind of, you know, help all this hustle? So just finding out those people in your life who are like, who do things that could potentially be useful to what you're doing. Like yeah. if you don't need to go and pay $1 million because your friend is like, I'll give you a discount for a hundred, then, you know, do that. You're also supporting, you know, another small business as well. So just create good collaborative network and don't be afraid to like go into yourself and find certain skills that you didn't necessarily, like you don't necessarily highlight in your life to do. So if it's like, creating posters if it's like um being able to like word certain documents like go in and find certain skills that you don't necessarily highlight but will be useful to you in the long run yeah Mm. definitely and it's sorry i keep talking um but i'm just thinking about like the different parts that came into the making of this you know making of the sauce or the sausage or whatever euphemism we want to use you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, like all four of us, we make, we, we have different, we have mm-hmm. integral roles. Like, um, Oyeka came up with our logo, for example, and that's, I love our logo, and she's the one who came up with it, and, you know. Amaya, you know, ha- does our website, you know, mm-hmm. like, there is, uh-huh. there's a definite, like, collaboration, <laughs> and we always, like, refine our roles and be like, okay, you know, is something does something need to be does something need to be handled? How are we divvying up the work and just like the mm-hmm. constant communication about yeah. what needs to get? And done. I'm sure you guys, like, sorry, I'm sure you guys like critique each other as well. So like, you know, even if that that poster making is someone's strong point, if mm-hmm. you guys don't agree with it, like I'm sure you can find a way to let that person know, like, hey, this can be better. This is not exactly what we're thinking. Like, <laughs> it's not for like, sure. Funny how we just did that. 
I'm sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny how we just did that. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so that that's actually also important, especially when you're working in a team. So what parts of your individual experiences brought you all together and shaped you for <laughs> past? Hmm. Yeah. These are questions, man. All I wanted to do was come online and gist. Wow. Um, yeah, I didn't need shaping up. Oh. This is how I, I was born. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> okay, so if you were if uh, and Onika went to secondary school together. Did you see OG? Pass on the touch. Pass on the touch. You can see this one now. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, let's see, I met Onika at EAC, so we so after secondary school, we joined. The, we had this program um, that helped us, you know, with our applications and scholarships to colleges. Also, I met Onika. Am I? I didn't know you were at I was. I was. Uh, <laughs> I saw you only once, one day, and next day I knew like she was. Am you were at ESU? I feel I remember seeing her only once, and then next thing I know, they're like, Oh, she's already in uni, and the rest of us are just there. <laughs> That's just strange. Yeah, she knew if they were before EAC. Mm. Oh, okay. I want to say Nazareth, but I don't even know if they were like that. Like, Hey. Okay, I don't know. Let, let me not push it. <laughs> She's about to deny me. On YouTube Live, Google Hangouts Live. No, Amaya, just keep on going. Keep saying like Okay, okay. Um, but I, I know if it was brother, well, so my individual experiences. Okay, honestly, when if anyone reached out to me um, and asked if I wanted to be part of this podcast, at first I was like, oh my goodness. I don't know why she's asking me. <laughs> because I was, okay, not that I was confused, but I was like, I just never thought that I would be a part of a podcast. It's just something that I never really thought of until she brought it up. And mm-hmm. I had just moved back to Nigeria. Um, so, I mean, thinking about it, I mean, when she told me about it, I was like, okay, this is obviously a great idea. Um, and then moving back, it was like, okay, fine, different perspective meeting new people and a new environment like this would be a great way to communicate my experience to others mm-hmm. so I, I really think that um, being back here has impacted my contribution to the podcast but i really feel like if i was still in the states obviously i wouldn't have the same stories i would have mm-hmm. all these new stories that you know from nysc to working in nigeria to the people that i've met even our most recent guest was you know somebody like somebody who I work with, yeah. So yeah, even things like fuel scarcity, the price of tomatoes, rice, experiencing it live, buying for hey, God, I need to buy for tomorrow. I can't, I can't do it. I'm, I'm traumatized. Are the lines still like crazily long? Not, trust me, the lines are not long. It's the price of the fuel. <laughs> <laughs> I love the that. Like that's come. Have that on shirt or something. What do you say? <laughs> I said we need to. I feel like we need to have that on the shirt. So we need to have that. Just for a bit. That was prices of tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the. It's not the queue. It's the price. <laughs> <laughs> but to now carry that body in my shirt. <laughs> 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 I need to my destiny. <laughs> Ife, tell us. How I know everybody. So, Ife and I went to high school together, but I didn't really know her because I didn't, yeah. We're not the same class. Yeah, I was a year ahead of her and Oyeka, Uh so I guess I knew of them and I, you know, saw them around, but. Uh, no interact, no meaningful interaction. And I went to ESC too. So I went to ESC, and I actually was in ESC 
do you guys need to know the anyway, actually so, you what house were you in were you in Abasa or Danfordia no I was in Danfordia are Danfordia. you serious really yeah ah Okay. Mm, you guys don't have something. Oh, Nika, were you in? Were you in? Were you in? Were you, in, were you, in, were you, in I don't know. You were. I was in Obi House. I know if anyone was in Obi House. I thought you were in Obi House too, Nika. No. I was trying to differentiate, but I feel like my face was <laughs> giving me away. <laughs> that one was definitely in that for you. Yeah. Can you see? Well, my question. Anyway, like I was not happening. I was not a happening person in, in QC, so I was very, very squarely a slacker, and I owned my slacking status. <laughs> okay, no shame in the game. No shame in my game. Um, then I went to ESC, and I, you know, I met Ifeinwa at ESC, too, and I saw Oyeka at ESC, but again, like, not, I wasn't in ESC, like, long enough, because I was also in mm-hmm. Unilag, so I was... Mm-hmm. It's full in you know, like, um and if anyone and I ended up in the same college, so that's how I know Oyeka, and that's how I know Ifeinwa. Then I know Amaya through Ifeinwa, so like I know of Amaya, and I have this, <laughs> a lot of Loyola people in my life, and oh, I kind of feel like a honorary Loyola person. But um, yeah. yeah, so like I know of Amaya and. and podcast really like brought us together in terms of my experience experience and how it's shaped the podcast or how it's shaped yeah um i think stepping out of we, we talked about this really on one of our episodes i think our identity episode and it was mm-hmm. essentially how my identity has shifted and coming to uni outside of nigeria has helped me crystallize kind of you know like my nigerian identity my african identity my black and black identity so definitely college at Mount Holyoke was a pivotal moment in my life and also um like you know part of that college experience in addition to the education and the exposure it's also the connections i made with other african students at Mount Holyoke so we had like other african and caribbean students and black students just that community of you know, knowing, even though you're from Tanzania, you know, we have so much in common and, you know, uh-huh. like there's so many similarities and kind of having that just global perspective or or continental perspective uh, <laughs> definitely influenced what I bring to the table, to the podcast. To the podcast. Awesome. If anyway. Um, yeah, what she says. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it feels like if a and I are like weirdly twins because we have similar names and like people <laughs> always like <laughs> people at Mount Holyoke like always like mistook us. Like, it's not like we it's not like we look alike or we're just you know we're both from Nigeria. We have names that start with IFE, so automatically okay. you know we must be the same. Automatically, you guys are the same. People. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is that like. And it's like in addition to that, we are actually great friends. So yeah. it's it's even more. <laughs> it's even very com- because like even more, like we'll be the same events together. Like we we'll, like when we're outside school, we'll be like at the same. We'll be like oh like mm-hmm. my name is Ife. My name is Ife. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was also like important how like when I had the idea for the podcast, I had to look at the people who were in, close to me in my life at that time. Mm-hmm. So like. I feel like if I had the idea for the podcast like today, like I wonder who I would invite to be part of the. So I think you know, in 2015, I mean, Anika and I were in the same class, but we weren't necessarily like buddy buddies in QC. You know, it happened after that, and I think that's you know across the board, like beyond high school, that's when you know our friendships with each other deepened. Um, I think 2015, there was just something special going on. Like, even Amaya, like, it's kind of weird. Like, when I think about how we're good friends, like, how, how that is. You, like, yeah. it's weird to, like, explain, you know? It's like, Amaya, like, went to the same, the same class with my brother. But that still doesn't guarantee that, like, we have this friendship that we have. So it's mm-hmm. one of those things, like, divine intervention, how everything just comes yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and so... You know, I had the idea. So all these people in my life, I was like, oh, it would be great for us to come together and do this podcast. Um, 
And at the time, like I still, even now I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, but I realized, you know, 2015, I was like, and that was what really inspired this idea was that I didn't know of any podcasts that highlighted African voices and experiences. And so it was just one of those things I'm like, I listened to an absurd number of podcasts. Like it's crazy that, <laughs> you know, I'm not listening to anything that reflects my experiences and my identities um, as an African and as a Nigerian. So that was one of the motivations behind this podcast. Um, and, you know, that idea was a result of, like Ife already mentioned, like stepping out of Nigeria to come to college in the States and just being more aware of that identity. And I think it's uh, Zora Neale Hurston that said, I feel more black, you know, when I'm turning against a white background. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us, like, that's the same thing. We leave Nigeria and, you know, and then you just, you're just the contrast, you know, against this, you know, And also just, and not just that too, but also people projecting that on us because a lot of us, like, you know, we leave Nigeria and like we we are very strongly at our core Nigerians, but only to come to the state and be lumped in with other Africans. And it's like, oh, like we, we all know that Nigeria is in Africa, but growing up, that idea of Pan-Africanism wasn't like instilled in us. Like, and also like, I feel like Nigerians are... (laughs) Um, how do I put this gently? <laughs> um, we are we very, um, <laughs> no, no, not even, no, not, not the most. We're very, I think, self-involved. Yeah. Yes. We, <laughs> very, and, <laughs> and yes. you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's partly our fault, but also partly not our fault because I feel like our music, our culture, our, I don't know, our, Manarisms, like we kind of dominate. (laughs) 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 No, 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 we dominate so many species. Like, for example, like I was telling somebody, like, just like music wise, like the music that we listen to, we consume, and the movies that we watch are typically like Nollywood movies. Like, and then in other countries, you find out they're also like consuming. Mm-hmm. you know, what we produce, but we're not consuming in this, to the same extent what they produce in other mm-hmm. African countries. So mm-hmm. the Nigerians as a people, we're just very in our own bubble and we can't mm-hmm. at the top of our heads like name a Tanzanian like musician, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but then like stepping into the States and being lumped together with other like Africans, it just even more, it, like it, it just we kind of blossomed into that identity and embraced it with others and became more proud of that. And, but also became like rightfully and justfully annoyed when people, you know, you know, throw like blanket assumptions across all countries. And it's like, Oh, all of you do the same thing. And all of you sound alike. And all of you, Oh my gosh, you speak English. So ah, gosh, all those things, but even like as we blossomed, that you know, our, like our pride as Africans grew. We also, you know, interacting with other Africans, realized that we are different. You know, sometimes like in the states, like we're lumped together with other Africans, and you know, our uniqueness and you know, individuality is is erased. And so sometimes we even internalize that. And then when we meet other Africans that don't share similar things, that you know, like cuisine wise, like we're like, wait, really, like. You guys don't, and it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Like you guys are in, you know, Southern mm-hmm. Africa. We are over here. Like our food is different. Our music is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that being said, like you know, coming to the states definitely like has shaped my experience and what I bring um, to the podcast. And you know, the questions I've had, the internal struggles I've had, the questions I've had, like definitely, you know, were the things that motivated this podcast like idea and also shapes like you know what I, I have to offer was it important that or if I guess Onika can answer that question as well but was it important that everybody you invited to the podcast shared the same ideals or did it matter you know if they had like a little variation just to make the podcast like more um I guess evenly rounded across different spectrum so, so, like, did you make sure that these people, like, you know this is how they think and they share those same ideas? Hmm. It didn't really matter. Hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think <clears throat> that 
<clears throat> across the board, we all have the same views. Um, I think that at the core, there are certain things that are very similar, like, of course, the telling the African story, that's similar. But like on an individual level, I feel that we all have different um, opinions on certain things. And that's what the question that you ask, like what we bring to the table, that's what that provides. Like it provides the opportunity to um, think differently. Um, so there, there are certain conversations that we might have that because of my science background or my teaching background, I have like a different perspective. So I, I think it just adds to the flavor of the podcast and doesn't necessarily like, I don't think we necessarily all have the same, the same views. Um, I guess that also goes to anyone that's listening. Like, don't you know put someone off being on mm. your just because like you're not close to the person. Like, embrace whatever unique perspectives that you think someone might have to offer, or like even the unique exp- perspectives you don't know the person has to offer. But just embrace the possibility of working with people that may be similar to you or even slightly different, because mm-hmm. you know. You guys came together and you created magic. So, Aww. what is you guys' best episode, or what you consider to be the best episode? And it could be in terms of when you recorded, you know, because I mean, we don't know how different the episodes are, like between when you record and when you like produce it and take out parts. So, it could be what was your most fun episode recording, or just what was your best episode um, altogether. And then the last question will be what's next. So, just to kind of Hmm. And just to people in the audience, like I didn't let them know these questions beforehand. <laughs> I did it on I did it on purpose. So I feel like telling them the last question is the least I can do right now. I know for sure that one of my favorite episodes uh, was the Black History Month episode, and I think that was like season one, episode six or something, was lit. Like for just all sorts of reasons. <laughs> it was. I can't even deny it. It was. Thank you. It might be because, like, you know, there's sometimes, and I want to speak for myself, there's sometimes when we record and I feel like I have certain inhibitions, but that episode, they no. left me. They, they were not existing. <laughs> and I don't think that was definitely the other people as well. <laughs> and, I and then we had Gabrielle, which is a great perspective, um, too. So I was, yeah, that was, that was lit. That one, and I would say our, um, ooh, ooh, mm, now I'm, now I'm conflicted. Mm. The, the one where we talked about, like, what we, the prices we have to pay for, you know, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. therapy. That was, that was a very therapeutic session. Wait, was that mm-hmm. the school one? Kind of like beginning the of what? Was it like beginning of fall semester, back to school? I can't remember. Yeah, what. Around that time, like, I think it was season two, episode five. I don't know. Yo. No, episode four, season two. Um, yeah, it w- it was just a very therapeutic section. Like I left feeling like, <laughs> yeah, like I feel much better having said these feelings that I've been holding for a while. Because you know, there's a time when you have feelings, and you have to be in a safe space to be able to like address those feelings. Um, <laughs> so I think that those two for me were. They were my top, top episodes. Our our first episode is still one of my fave episodes. Um, just because that conversation was just just smooth. It was full of shade. It was we were vulnerable. You know, we said we were speaking from like our experiences and our frustrations, and um, yeah, it was a good conversation. And there was some Taylor Swift shade in there, which I always live for. <laughs> So, <laughs> never mad about that. Um, <laughs> and then I also love our African literature episode, mm. just because um, I, if you listen to the podcast, you know I'm always reading something. So literature is definitely a big part of my my life. So literature and just African literature and having Aina He on was just fantastic. Um, so that was a that was a great conversation. Good episode. Awesome. I hope everyone listening or people who are going to view this, I hope they do listen to that first episode because it was 
<laughs> it was like all the first like there's i feel like there's no african that would listen to that and not just be like yes yes tell them tell them <laughs> like that's exactly how i felt i was like thank god thank god <laughs> but i guess you know i'm i'm happy that it also involved into you know like educating people and like all the other topics you guys have explored so hmm. uh one of my all the ones that they've they already mentioned some of my faves, so I won't, I won't repeat myself. I'll still repeat this because we are keeping record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the identity episode was really good one for me too, because it just explored the evolutions of our identities and stuff mm-hmm. we've already talked about now. But um, mm-hmm. we went in depth there, and I I really enjoyed the discussion about. The relationship between Africans and African Americans. Ah. So that was a that was a good one too. And mm. you know, of course, we couldn't we can't cover everything in one in how many minutes. But yeah. I think that was a good discussion. And you know, um, mm. yeah, yeah, I definitely enjoyed the the conversation with Africans versus African Americans. And I know personally, like, I try to tread very carefully in that mm. <laughs> that topic because you know it can be very very touchy it is and it's like yeah it's a very you know fraught relationship (laughs) and they're both you know there's a lot of unlearning to do on both sides and there's a lot of like listening to be done on both sides so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, i like what you said about unlearning definitely because like having listened to that episode and seeing how you guys handled it like i was really impressed because it's something that can easily blow up into something else, you know. But though I saw a lot of understanding and maturity and and unlearning, you know, that process of willingly unlearning the things that you know preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There there are things that we unconsciously picked up as well. I think one one um episode that I really enjoyed was the African literature one. Mm-hmm. Um I think, it, so we recorded that episode when I had just started this wave of, well, I was only reading African this book. So it was just, it was just very interesting how those two things coincided in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and like the fact that we had um, brittle paper, like, that was mm-hmm. a big deal, I guess, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had only started following her recently because of this decision to read African and mm-hmm. I think it was I think it was anything like either you had retweeted something uh, and I saw mm-hmm. my timeline or something. So do you have any other one? Because all of you seem to have more than one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like I I really like you lots of that episode because obviously, like no episode is the same. So different topics. But like, it's just it's interesting because like not not only do I learn stuff from the articles that we share, I learn a lot about co-hosts like Ikuinua, Ife, and Onyeka. Because like when you think about it, I didn't know Ife before this podcast, and over the course of this year and you know a few months, like I've gotten to know you guys on a different level, mm. like from your interests. Mm getting to know um like like what you guys do how that affects um all that i, I don't know it's just it's, it's mm. and i don't know each podcast is great in its own way what i love what i love about <laughs> podcast is like if i'm going on a long journey i just i just mm. it's like i i know that i have my companions for the next <laughs> oh! <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> If you're listening and you're like, oh, I don't have the time to know, I promise you, if you make out the time, you have the time. Like, mm-hmm. Just put that me time and just pop on NYAC podcast and you will not regret it. Holla. <laughs> and then I have a question for you. What's your favorite episode? Well, it has to be... I know it's because... It's the one where you guys just like let everything out. The price we pay to chase our dreams. Hmm. 
like sometimes you won't even unpack your suitcase because you're like hmm, i don't know where i'm going to end up tomorrow <laughs> like even my current apartment like when i when i when i moved here was it like when did i move like, this is the longest place i've been in basically where when, are you? I was like there is no point of the she's in baltimore, in baltimore. Okay. I was like, there is no point of decorating because who knows? Next year, I might the <laughs> move. Oh my goodness! Isn't like, that the struggle, though? It Internationals packing and unpacking. Nah. And you know, like moving like cross country. You know, some of us are hoarders and don't know how to just say. That's a fresh like you're paying for movers. So when I listen to that episode, I feel like there were definitely tears in my eyes. If it were the part where you talk about like moving to a new city and not having like company, you know, mm-hmm. because your, your actual friends in college, like you've left them and everyone is now starting a new life and you're like meeting these new people that are acting brand new and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, if you're in London, right, when you moved, like mm-hmm. you had all those struggles. So that episode definitely hits home for me. And I think my favorite part about that was that you guys didn't just let it all out but you also came up with solutions so solutions like you know let's mm. people i remember texting Ifeiwa and telling her this this one friend you have not checked up on so, mm. <laughs> so, making that effort to check up on people or even um you know the one you guys came up with joining different groups of interest that you know my different things and Again, if it, I don't know if it, well, I'm always just looking elsewhere, but I've noticed if it, well, you know, joining like photographic groups and I text him like, if it, well, I see you, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I like that, you know, in addition to those struggles, like you guys were able to identify ways that you're trying to overcome it, um, mm. you know, just live or even just like the people that I think if it, you know, mentioned that some people wouldn't even like respond to or let's hang out or let's do this but you can enjoy your space your company your solace when you guys do that part mm-hmm. girls just mm-hmm. that was a good episode it was it was good it was very yeah i could tell it was very therapeutic as well so um where does nyc go go from here i mean i would say expect like cool cool um what guests on the show because we have like a couple lined up, so definitely be looking forward to hearing different voices for sure. We're we're growing and we are learning and um, expect yeah cool stuff. We're going to go there mm-hmm. with some topics, so mm-hmm. just be ready. Be ready. Ready for this. Am I your? I'm going to be so cliche and be like. You have to tune in to find out. <laughs> yeah, yes, I like that. <laughs> like in that building. <laughs> yeah. Subscribe. Find out. If not, you get left behind. Mm-hmm. But thank God I'm already on the train, so I can't be left behind. My hope is that the future of NYC um, includes better and more content. Mm. And I'm using the word content, what's it, broadly. So, like Amaya said, you have to tune in to find out what that means. Um, but yeah, but I'm hoping that, you know, for now, where our content is primar- primarily and solely audio, um, but I'm hoping that we can put out more content. Um, in addition to our podcast episodes, that um, there's also visual, mm-hmm. um, that is also written, that mm-hmm. also highlights other voices um, and other experiences. Um, and I know one episode, I don't even know if we should even put this out there. Are they ready? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> but, <laughs> But definitely one episode that, you know, I'll give props to Ife that is in the pipeline is um, the LGBTQ community in Africa. That, yes, they exist. Mm-hmm. So that's one of that's in the pipeline. And, you know, there's so many different types of experiences, you know, as Africans. We're not a monolith. Um, mm-hmm. There are Africans who are not Christians. There are Africans who are not 
um, straight, they're Africans who are not cisgender. Um, and yeah, so what that looks like, but I'm also like on, you know, on the side, in addition to all side projects, um, I'm also a photographer and I'm also, you know, scratching the surface of film. Um, so I'm hoping I can also bring that to NYAC. Ladies, I hope you guys had fun listening to the ladies of Not Your African Cliche podcast, sharing their experiences, sharing their ideas with you, sharing even their plans for the future and how they came to be. Thank you so much, ladies. Fun hanging out with you all. Amayo, Ifeolupa, Ifeinwa, and Onyeka. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Memko. Memko for the Dear Young Entrepreneur Pajama interview series. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>